Welcome to the Teeth to Toes podcast. I'm Dr. Curtis Westerson, and I'm a dentist who treats TMJ. Teeth to Toes is a podcast where we ask healthcare providers from around the world to answer questions about teeth, the jaws, and the body, and how they all kind of work together. Many people have jaw pain, TMJ pain, neck pain, and they're kind of frustrated by it. There's a lot of confusion amongst patients and dentists about how it should get treated and how can we resolve these problems. And I gotta tell you, I am so excited. I am talking with our guest today, which is a Dr. Mac Lee. Now, Mac Lee's been my friend since 1999. Mac is is a very intelligent dentist who's seen and done a lot of things with regards to patients and their problems. And Mac Lee, I want to say hi. How you doing? What's what's it like down there in Texas? It's hot today. <clears throat> it's summertime, so it is hot. But uh, you know, I was raised down here, so it's it just fits me and who I am. How are you, sir? <laughs> Mac and I have interesting conversations during the years and uh, or during the, throughout the year. And I'll go like, it's not a bad day. It's minus 30 Celsius. But, you know, it's a dry cold. And Mac's going like, I have no idea why you live there. But <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Um, now, Mac once said to me, he gave me this quote. He said, um, despite... Despite its cost, living is still popular, and uh, the the cost of living is is high. But a lot of people like to do it. So, what I want to talk about with you is when a patient goes to a dentist and they have some type of problem, uh, maybe what you and I would call a sign, just to make sure that everybody understands you and I would call a symptom as something that the patient would complain about to us it's a symptom but a sign might be something that we see that indicates there's a bit bigger problem <clears throat> now when a patient comes in and they have a sign let's say it's a clicking jaw joint and they say doc my jaw joints clicking and the doc says does it hurt and the patient says, well, no, it's just clicking. You know, maybe my husband can hear it when I'm eating dinner, something like that. And the dentist says, well, that's okay. That'll go away. And I believe you and I don't agree with that. So when a patient shows up with this sign that isn't causing pain, is there a need for them to worry? So may I put a spin on all this? By all means. A little country span here. <clears throat> I'm sitting out in my bay home overlooking the bay. And in this particular part of Texas, there is a very bad bacteria. It's called flesh-eating bacteria. Ow. And if you get infected with it, it actually eats all of your flesh. Okay. It makes the news. It's in the papers. Oh, so, so we had, you know, one case of flesh-eating bacteria in the hospital. When a tooth has decay, right? That's tooth eating bacteria. <laughs> I it's get crazy. what you're talking about. 
It's crazy. But people say, oh, is it a bad camp? It's, your, your tooth is getting eaten up. But because it's been with us since mankind, since kids in school have black teeth, it's accepted. Isn't that horrible? It's accepted. That is horrible. It's horrible. And it's accepted because they don't know about prevention. Right. Clean teeth don't rot, Curtis. They don't rot. They'll last your A joint life. that works perfectly, jaw that works perfectly, you open and close, you don't deviate, it doesn't click, and this is in coordination with this, you're not going to have problems with your teeth if you keep them clean. Clicking is something's wrong. It's not anatomically correct. When something is not anatomically correct, when the gears in the car are not lined up correctly, something's going to happen over time. Mm -hmm. If I don't change my oil in my truck, I can just get it and say, man, I don't know why these people change the oil in the truck shit. <laughs> At some point in time, it's going to seize up because you did not take care of it and you did not prevent it. Okay. So prevention of joint issues. There are so many things that happen when these gears come together because you have a lower jaw, you got a camshaft, you got a gear, all of it is just all mechanical. You know, there's three, I think we've talked about this way, three ways I use this all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have tumor infection, gum disease and, and, and decay, and the third is the way they come together. Nobody in dental school talks about the way they come together. Nobody talks about what happens when they don't come together correctly. <clears throat> what is an that fraction? An infraction, for those who don't know, is when the tooth start deteriorating and just going away at the gum line. How, and they say, well, it's because you're brushing your teeth. How in the world can you have a big V in a, in a tooth at the gum line and not bother the gums? That's not what's happening. What's happening is the tooth is being flexed. As it's being flexed like this, it's breaking down at the fulcrum point. So when dentists look in there and see an infraction, oh yeah, well, we'll just put a little composite on it. No, 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 no problem, no problem, no problem. Or if they see wear facets here, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? You see you wear facets back here? here, what does it mean? What does it mean? When you see the teeth are being eaten by acid, because you can look in there and see that they're being eroded, what does that mean? It's CSI, Crime Scene Investigation. You shouldn't have, what, I want to know why that's, what, let me take a picture of that, Mrs. Jones. Let me put it on this monitor so that you can see what I see. Very important that you see what I see. And you put it up there and say, well, what are you thinking? Well, that tooth is, is cracked or it's worn or whatever. Should I be concerned about that? Well, Tell me what your level of concern is of that tooth not breaking for the rest of your life. You know, you've got to take the problem and put it on the patient. But this is not only a patient problem, this is a dentist problem. Dentists don't know that fractions are due to the bite not fitting correctly. Dentists are taught if this is clicks and it doesn't hurt, don't worry about it. It ain't broke, don't fix it. What do you think about a joint that clicks? Personally, well, um, I would have the same. I tell patients if your knee clicked every time you took a step, would you worry about it? 
something's wearing out. And when that thing wears out, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict that they're going to have jaw joint issues because some people don't. But there's a good chance you're going to have jaw joint issues. And if you want to roll the dice of life and just say, mama needs no jaw joint issues, well, you may end up having more problems than you really want because you can't go back in time to fix it. And that becomes that issue. Let's dive a little deeper into the CSI crime scene investigation is, why is it clicking, Curtis? Right. Why? It's, why is it clicking? There is some form of biomechanical strain. Now, I wonder, what would that biomechanical strain be on my jaw joint? Well, I know what my son... <laughs> well, I can tell you, my son just graduated dental school a year ago. And this was not discussed. This was not discussed. TMJ was two inches around the jaw joint, and that's it. It wasn't discussed that the way the teeth bite actually determines where that jaw joint's going to sit. And because of the way the teeth bite, sort of backing up and a bit compressed, like we talked about in another podcast, because of the way the TMD bite, we get compression in that jaw joint. And that's going to lead to a biomechanical problem, similar to the reason why your knee is clicking because you had some injury. Right. So you go to the cause. You know, it's not the clicking joint, it's the problem. The problem is the deficiency of the upper jaw is causing the lower jaw to go too far back. When it goes too far back, there's a disc that sits on the condyle that's popped off because it's squeezed off. Now you're collapsing this whole system. Not only are you collapsing the system of the joint, but you're collapsing the system of the throat. So, so you're saying it's the upper jaw that didn't grow to its potential. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's correct. So, you, so we're all genetically, we're given, neither you nor I were born with a full-size hat, right? We were little babies. We had little, small skeletons, uh, hopefully, hopefully for our parents. Um, but we grew into being an adult. And so that growth, that first decade and a half of life, when you're growing, you go from the little baby to the adult, the strain that your jaw is going through and your your ability to breathe properly and your ability to function properly, that can actually direct whether or not you're going to grow ideally or with strain. And... Go so ahead. I'll have a little twist again. So your ability to brand new practice, okay? Curtis question, Bill, and brand new practice. Okay. And you have a reception room, and you've got it all designed. The chairs are going to fit in that reception room just perfectly, all lined up. The room's going to be 10 by 10. Okay. Chairs are already already ordered. Carpenters come in there, and they don't read the plans, and so they make the room 9 by 9. Now how do the chairs fit? They won't. They don't. You have to have them crooked in order to make them all fit in their room. So if the jaw is not developed correctly and doesn't expand correctly and doesn't get to be a 10 by 10 and instead it's a nine by nine, the teeth are gonna come in crooked. That's why you have crooked teeth. 
Mac because Lee, it's been I developed correctly. I love you because that is. <laughs> So everybody that's listening or watching, Mac Lee makes difficult simple. And that is the perfect definition of that reception area wasn't built the right way. And those the, chairs can't fit in there. And the builders were the tongue. So the tongue didn't do its job. And so the, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't come in correctly. So well, why, did, why did the tongue not do its job? Well, it could be tongue-tied. You could have not be able to breathe through your nose. But when the tongue is laying down at the, on, on the mandible instead of up on top, then it's not molding. The, a baby's growing is like clay, a potter's clay. Okay. So the tongue is able to mold that upper palate like it was a potter's clay. And it needs to be a perfect you. It needs to be vaulted like this and not like this. And it's called a dental arch for a reason, like we said before, because it is an arch. And the teeth need to come in correctly. So if the bone does not develop to its full potential, the teeth don't have room to come in correctly. So the bone, the reason why the tongue's down is because the baby or the young child had to open up their emergency air hole because they couldn't breathe through their nose. And that emergency air hole, unless you're a dolphin, it's the top of your head. But if your emergency air hole is your mouth, the tongue drops so that air can come into the lungs right. and the baby can live. Or the tongue can be tied and they can't, they can't lift their tongue up. And so it's right. always at that position. We had a latch nurse at the hospital in our area that I wanted to work with for tongue tie, these babies, so that they would have the tongue tie released on birth. And the nurse, the last nurse baby said, I cannot even bring this subject up to my MDs because they won't hear of it. So there is this miscommunication between the, the dentist and the medical profession. There, there's just so much we have to do, Curtis ICMO, our organization, the International College of Cranial Mandibular Orthopedics. There's so much awareness that needs to occur, not only with the dentist, but with the patients and with the medical community alike. And, and, and I got a message for you dentist. You say, I don't see any TMD. Well, you may not be asking the right questions. You may not be looking at the right things because this incorrect development is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. You have broken teeth, split teeth, worn teeth, abfraction, recession, all of these things for you young dentists, that's all due to TMD signs and symptoms. Now, and I just... You bring up two points. I want to cover two points while we still have a little bit of time. One is you bring up the term TMJ and you're using the word TMD and it's a terrible word, but it's kind of the oh. word... It's like... You know, every facial tissue you get is a Kleenex, no matter what brand it is, right? And so this word is used. Can you explain a little bit about about all well, of that? <laughs> I don't know how it started, but, you know, I was watching some of the on TV and somebody said, well, I went and got a shot of Novocaine. This is on TV. Mm -hmm. I was in dental school in 1968. I've never even seen Novocaine. But yet everybody calls it Novocaine when we're using something different. Same with the Kleenex. So TMJ is 
the TMJ joint. It's just a joint. That's all CMJ is. How it got started that way, I have no clue. So then we have more creative names like temporal mandibular dysfunction. It's still not a, a correct game. I like some of the names that you've been using. So well, it, it just got classified and that name has stuck with us and, and it's not taught in dental school. It's not taught anywhere except for places like Igma. It's, it's a travesty. So basically my concept is that everybody comes to my office and it's actually a rule in my office. I have two rules. And the first rule is everybody comes with their jaws attached to their head, their head attached to their neck, and their neck attached to their torso with some assortment of limbs. Four is common. I have one patient with three. I have one that only has two. Um, but you can't have your significant other bring your head in in a bucket and go like, here, fix, fix him, fix her. Um, they have to bring their own damn selves into that office so that they can be treated. And I think you're the same. You have the same rule. Sure. And so we're all connected to each <clears throat> toes. And that's what this podcast is about. Because how we biomechanically function, our bite can actually affect the way we stand and affect our Absolutely. feet and how our feet are positioned. Rule number two, if anybody's interested, is I don't see patients that don't breathe. So you have to be a breather night and day for you to be my patient. Because if you don't breathe, you're dead. And I don't see dead people. Um, just a whole bunch of problems <laughs> that, that I could imagine that would entail. But breathing is kind of important. Uh, the most important thing in your and my life is our next breath. If we don't get our next breath, nothing else matters, right? And that brings us back to maybe some of the signs and symptoms of not being painful so that people are accommodating their airway that's not quite great, their biomechanical structure that's not quite balanced. They can accommodate it till they can't. And then that's when they're seeing people like you and me to get that looked at. Correct. Correct. Now, the second thing was you mentioned ICMO as being an organization. And ICMO, it's a small organization, but it's a bunch of dentists that look at this teeth to toes. Talk to me a little bit about how you got involved with ICMO and what you do with it. Well, I had this <clears throat> very good friend that insisted that I join. I had never heard of it. That good friend was Dr. Curtis Westerson. And so I spoke at one of the meetings, it was in New Orleans, as a matter of fact, and got to meet a lot of people and saw what it was all about. And so I got involved and got heavily involved and got on the board and and I am marketing director and I am lots of things in ICMO because now that I'm retired, I have a lot of time to spend on it because here's the thing. The world needs to be aware of this condition that we now call TMD and okay. sleep apnea. And like I said in a previous podcast, dentistry needs to own 
both TMD and sleep issues. We need to be the go-to profession for those two human conditions, for sure. And that's maybe my lifetime's goal. I don't have much time left, but I'm gonna do whatever I can to get it done. <laughs> so that's the reason I'm writing the third book. And the third book is called? We don't have a name. It's gonna be very extensive. Uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be a big book. It's gonna cover every little aspect, you know, because every muscle has a tendon and it has a, uh, well, every muscle is the same. And it also, they're covered with fascia. Fascia is going to be the new frontier in pain. I'm digging deep into what I'm doing, Chris, digging deep. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you um, publish that because it really is tough for dentists who don't deal with this on a day-to-day -day basis to kind of understand it. I heard a dentist say, uh, when I told them what I did, they said, yeah, we're pretty good. Um, we don't get TMJ patients in our big practice. And I'm just looking at them going like, okay, you don't see these people, but they're there. And it just is a matter of these signs and symptoms and, and various little pain problems um, that need to be understood by our profession. Um, you were I telling too me, hear, I too hear the dentists say I don't have TMD in my practice. I also hear them say, I'm so busy I'm not taking any new patients. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? What does that mean? That means, that means they're not fixing the ones they got. Because <laughs> they fixed the ones they got they'd have to have new patients that needed new work. It's just common sense. They're not fixing, telling their patients what they need and the patients aren't getting it done. Fixing patients is kind of a, a bad business model, isn't it? Because if you fix somebody's <laughs> yeah. bite and you, they don't need any dentistry, the only thing you're doing is- They don't is need that, you anymore. They don't need me anymore. You get lonely and, and you wondered yeah. why nobody likes you anymore because they've all done been fixed. Isn't that what we're supposed to do as a profession? Now, would you, say, would you say that um, when we're talking about bite problems, growth problems, the TMD problems, does it affect other specialties in our profession? Is that going to affect the guy that puts in an implant? Is that going to affect the guy that's doing... Uh, that has got is fixing gum recession, or maybe the the endodontist, the root canal specialist that is doing root canals because there's a bunch of painful teeth. How does all that tie in with what they're doing? Well, I it's a hard question to answer, but I as I got older, my patients new patients, they come to me because their mouth is all broken down. So you have your pain patients, the teeth are not usually broken down, they can be. But you have your non-pain patients, but the teeth are still broken down, this, it's just a horrible mess. And they come to me to restore their mouth, really just refurbish their whole mouth. So their question, usually to my team members, 
how long is he going to be in practice? Because they're worried <laughs> that what happens to them after I rebuild their mouth, what happens to them if they need more work? It's real simple because I am the one who found where this relationship should be and put it all back together again. I put back together again what they should have had when they were growing in, in the craniofacial development as a child. I put them in the right spot. So now, if they have one crown that breaks, they need an implant, the bite has already been found. So it's very simple for the dentist to go in and put the tooth in the right place because I did the foundation work. But you've got to know what you're doing if you're going to do the foundation work. Very, very true. A very wonderful way of putting it. Because I've had that asked to me too. What are you going to do when you retire? Well, number one, I don't ever plan on retiring, but I'm having too much fun helping people. And you're very much appreciated, I know, in in the organization of ICMO, um, because you bring this fresh light that we all love, and you make dentists communicate better, and we love that. Um, you're very welcome, Matt. Keep up doing it. We need to do more of these podcasts. You've got so much knowledge. You've you got to get it. out there. Everybody, this has been the Teeth to Toes podcast. My special guest has been Mac Lee, and I'm Dr. Curtis Westerson. And stay tuned for more conversations with more healthcare providers. Mm -hmm.